Hello everybody, welcome to the inaugural episode of I Do Games Now. My name's Rich, welcome to the show. Uh, previously known as Tech Support Rich, and now I'm, I'm bogged with all that, so I do games now. Uh, fair warning, it's summer, it's hot. You might hear noises from outside. That's, that's just something I have to get out of the way yet straight away. Uh, yesterday I was meant to record this show and I was scuppered by building work going on down the road. Uh, so here we are now, hopefully doing a show. And so the point of this now, I've, I've talked about many things over the, the years. I've been a podcaster for 13 years, something like that. And I, I've done movies and tech shows and social issues shows and Star Trek shows and all of that stuff. And I really like talking about games and I've never, I've never really done it much. There's always been little hints of gaming on Simply Syndicated. Um, but I, I've never gotten into it as much as I wanted to. And so now I'm doing that because, hey, this has got to be fun, hasn't it? That's kind of the point. Uh, and podcast about what you know, they say. So that's games now. It was kind of always games. Look, I've been doing this since I was old enough to hold a joystick. And that was only just when joysticks were invented. So it makes sense that this is, this is what I concentrate on now. So I'm, I'm putting together. The plan is to do lots of different gaming-related things. Uh, I still have my website at techsportreach.com, uh, where I'm just putting gaming stuff now. Uh, I'm quite pleased with how that's going at the moment, so check that out. I've got my YouTube channel, I've got my Facebook page, I'm doing lots of Instagram stuff, and I kind of like this new IGTV thing as well. So I've been putting stuff on there. There are links to all of this on techsportreach.com. Uh, and I started a new Twitter feed. Uh, for, for sort of 11 years or more, I've had at tech support rich and I, I was kind of done with it. I don't like Twitter. I don't get anything positive out of it. So I kind of came off it. I've started a new account, which is at I do games now. And that's just for sort of automatically posting stuff that's happening so if there's a new blog post it goes on there or if i start a twitch stream that goes on there so there's if you want to follow stuff on twitter or get alerts for stuff on twitter you can get it there but i'm not tweeting as such uh all that stuff's on facebook now on my facebook page and it's i'm, I'm enjoying it a lot more it's been like over a month since i tweeted anything so on purpose anyway uh, what was I talking about? Yeah, content and stuff. I also want to do some streaming uh, because, hey, that's what the kids are doing. And if I'm playing games anyway, I might as well be streaming them. Why the hell not? You know, uh, I think the key to that, though, is doing it at particular set times. And that's I, I've got a plan. Like I want here's my plan. For my gaming stuff which i will get to this is just the first episode and i'm explaining stuff so bear with me right so i'm thinking this can be three days a week like a monday wednesday friday podcast um and I, i've got stuff planned it's not going to be we're not going to be here for hours every day uh but there is stuff that's appropriate to each day which i'll come to uh later in this particular episode as well because uh, you're going to get well m monday stuff which I'm recording on a Tuesday at 
1 p.m. So it is what it is. But anyway, there's that. So three podcasts a week, um, which I may or may not stream live in the future. We'll see how that how that goes. And I was thinking definitely two, but maybe three game streams a week because I'm playing games anyway. Like I say, if I, if I'm sitting playing Fortnite, why, why shouldn't I stream it? And then there could be some interaction there and, you know, I could chat with you guys and that sort of thing, which would be cool. So I think like a Tuesday, Thursday night, eight till 10, stream and that would be like a, a minimum thing because like i say i'm, I'm going to play games for more than that it's just what i'm doing so i might as well stream it but I, you want a guaranteed sort of between eight and ten on tuesday and thursday rich will be streaming whatever and i kind of thought with well, three nights a week if i included like a saturday uh if time allowed uh i could do like an old game and a current game and then like an esports game or something just split it up throughout the week and of course that would all be with headset commentary and webcams and stuff like that uh i hope you can't hear my tummy i'm suddenly very hungry um that is all made possible by the new gaming rig that i've got coming and i'm very excited about i will talk about that in a minute because i can't not um And so, yeah, that was talking about content and stuff, wasn't I? So I kind of want to publish game reviews as well. That would be part of the podcast content because I I sort of like to, I like to write the thing down and make it sound as natural as possible. I, 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 you can spot when somebody's reading something, can't you? Uh, or hear it. Um, so I, I try and make it as natural as possible, but then if it's recorded, I can use it in different ways and put it in different things. Um, and so I'd like to include sort of game reviews as YouTube videos, but also as part of the podcast and that sort of thing. I can put this stuff everywhere uh, and make it easier for, for you guys to get it and hear all the different things. Because ultimately, I don't care what platform or in what medium you listen, you consume my content. That's not important stuff if you want to watch a video cool if you want to listen to a podcast cool if you want to read a blog post that's awesome i'm fine with it it's all good so it's just about making all of those things available which is can be tricky but i'm getting there there's a lot of stuff to make available that's that's the thing Uh, so i do like an old game review and a current game review i'm (sighs) So of game reviews, some will be new, like new, and some I would argue are current because, I mean, as I sit here, I still have to source these things and uh, I can't be buying every new game that comes out. So I have to pick targets and that sort of thing and uh, just find something that I actually want to talk about. Um, so, but, you know, this is all stuff that will happen going forward. So, anyway, I want to move on to talking about a PC. Now, I don't want to be so arrogant as to presume that the Earth literally shook when the news broke that I was buying a PC. But it probably did. 
Um, I, I've been a fierce Apple proponent for the last decade or more. Um, I actually, you know, we, we had PCs when I was a kid. Um, I remember my first one. It was a Pentium 133. Uh, we got it with the first Tomb Raider game. Uh, it couldn't run it because nothing could run anything. Uh, and and so that's where it started. I had PCs all the way through to from sort of being at school to leaving university. And it, it wasn't until I started using my computer for sort of actual work that I ended up on a Mac. And there's a whole story connected to that that I won't go into. But basically, what you need to know is I spent the last decade and a half telling people, oh, PCs are shit. Why should you get a PC? Uh, you should get a Mac. They're much better. And, you know, for, for most of that time, I was absolutely correct. And I stand by that. You know, and for many cases, it is still true. But I think it's fair to say that in recent years, the not quality, but more so the direction that Apple hardware has taken has not been one that has caused them to make hardware that I would want to buy. Priced at a price I would want to pay. Um, my current computer is a 15-inch MacBook Pro. I adore this machine. It's four years old. Um, it's had a new battery in that time. So I, I think I'm going to get a lot of years out of it. And indeed, you know, Intel processor technology hasn't advanced that much. If I were to buy a MacBook Pro today, it really doesn't benchmark it much better than the one I'm using right now. So why would I, you know, there's been no need to upgrade and I would feel very little benefit by doing so. Um, on top of that, there, there, I hear only bad things about the current range of MacBook Pros. Uh, the, the, the keyboards are apparently very, very tricky and not very pleasant to use either. And they are having lots of reports of them breaking very easily and that sort of thing. So there's nothing that I would want in the laptop space. And all Apple have got to offer in the desktop space is the iMac. Now, the iMac is a lovely looking computer that is basically a laptop with a screen attached in a different way. Uh, they have to, for some reason, make them as thin as possible. I have never been able to explain this or excuse this. It's a desktop computer. And for that matter, even when they were at their thickest, you know, there's, I, I have a 24-inch iMac with me in this room right now. It's It must be 10 years old. It was the first of the aluminium ones. And... It is far from being as thin as an iMac that you might buy today. Uh, makes no difference to anything whatsoever. They could still be that thick. No one would care. And we, we all know that. It, it's not saving space, really. It's great that they can make them really thin, but the hardware compromises that they've had to make to do so are now at a point where I can't justify that. And they're still charging so much money for these machines that are now using hardware that's a couple of years old, in some cases, several years old. Um, 
And so for my needs going forward, they aren't being met by Apple hardware. Now, that leaves you with a difficult choice to make. And I've made that choice. I, you know, what I need this machine to do is what only a PC can do. Uh, it's frustrating, but Apple have chosen not to serve this market. You know, to get. So, okay, the spec of the PC, it's uh, very quickly. It's uh, an X2700. What is it? The 2700X AMD processor, uh, 16 gigs of RAM, uh, a 500 gig SSD, a two terabyte spinning hard drive, uh, a GTX 1080 graphics card. Um, I also have a, a, a Ava Media capture card being fitted, separate Wi-Fi card, and other other things as well. Okay, and it's coming. Oh yeah, and included in the price as part of it all, I've ordered two IPS monitors. Okay. Uh, and it's come out at about 2100, uh, which is quite reasonable for that setup. There's all kinds of other light LED lighting and stuff because I'm like, you know, it had a window in it. I wanted to put LED lights. So what can I tell you? Um, and yeah, 2100 that came to roughly give or take. Now to get a, an iMac that compares in power, um, to do it with the processor is actually not overly difficult. Uh, that said, the the i7 processor in the, the current 5K iMac is old. It's not up to date. It's whereas the, the AMD processor I've ordered is brand new, like last couple of weeks, brand new. Um, so, you know, they're not going to be as quick. And then they all have appalling graphics. Just appalling, outdated, ancient, underpowered graphics card. These cannot be used for playing games. They just can't. Certainly not to the degree that a PC can be. And so, to get to a point in Apple hardware, where you have graphics that are comparable to the 1080i, you've got to go to the iMac Pro. And they start at £4,500, because they've got, Core i9 processors in them. Those processors start, I think, about £1,200 on their own. Just the chip, because they're brand new and they're ridiculous. They are awesome. I would love one. I could have put one in my PC, but it would have cost another £1,200. So I, I didn't. Um, and, and so there's this sort of mid-range a really good PC hardware that could exist and Apple choose not to make exist. All they've got to do is put a decent graphics card in the iMac and they're not going to do that for whatever reason. Probably size. So PC. That's it. Now, I don't plan to move over entirely. You know, God, that's, that is the stuff of nightmares. I'd still do podcasting with recording on my uh, MacBook and that sort of thing. So that it's a gaming rig, which is for streaming and video editing. I can use Creative Cloud on there. And all that software is identical. So it's really just a work thing. I'm pointing at where it's going to go as I'm talking, as if it's there. I'm so excited. 
uh, I finally get to see what all my old Steam games look like. I, I've spent the last nine years of that buying Steam games, thinking one day I'll get to see what these look like. Optimistically thinking in those nine years that Apple would one day make a computer that had a graphics card in it, in it that has enough power to run like Tropico 3. But it never did. So here we are. Exciting times. Thank you for putting up with my ramblings. And so now on to early week, let's call it that, because it's not Monday anymore. Early week portions of the show things to talk about at the beginning of the week and there are two important things we can talk about at the beginning of every week they're not really important at all but i'm you like to build stuff up don't you so this is what i'm actually going to talk about at the beginning of this week and i i thought the, the difficult thing with this show in particular while thinking of features to have and things to talk about is i don't want to take anything away from simply syndicated gaming news uh this isn't instead of that this is as well as that and i can't really do news uh it's much better that you listen to me talk about news on gaming news because then there's other people who have opinions as well and it's not just me so it's better if i sort of talk about something that is i don't know indisputable here we are software charts it's monday and We've got the new charts from software sales in the UK for the last week. Now, I've chosen the UK charts because I'm from the UK. These will serve as sort of a guide. But, you know, unless we start analyzing charts from all around the world and tallying things up and that sort of thing, then we don't. Does anyone do that? Actually, now I think about it, that might be a thing. Anyway, um, you know, what sells the bit the best worldwide? Is someone charting that? Someone must be chatting that. I'll look for that afterwards. But I'm I'm just doing the UK charts. Because uh, we always forget to talk about it on gaming news. And we can ramble on with it. And maybe if it's just me on my own, it'll be a little bit quicker. Uh, it's not that it's boring. And there's stuff that interests me and makes me go, hmm. And I don't know. Scratch a bit of beard. I don't even hear that. Because um, that's what charts do. And that's what they're there for. So... We can talk about the fact that this week the number one selling game in the UK was Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, which leapt up from number 22 last week. That's because, of course, it has launched on other systems. Now, it was a PlayStation exclusive. It's now on Xbox One and Switch. I have not bought it for the Switch, mainly because I've already bought it for the PS4 for Alice and for Christmas last year. So, yeah, um, it's a damn hard game and i don't enjoy playing it i'll be honest uh every level i played i got to the end of uh but i used a a continue per level and while that technically does allow me to continue moving forward with the game there's certainly no sense that i'm in any way beating the game you know it's like it's just putting up with me you know so it's not something that I was that eager to rush out and buy again. I had thought for a little while, maybe if I have it in portable form, 
it would give me the impetus to play it a bit more, but no. But if you like that sort of thing, if you have nostalgia, I'm just saying it's not for me, really. I'm sure everybody who loves it is better at it than I am. Uh, The Crew 2 is at number two. That's a new entry. And they're probably a little pissed off that they've been beat by a game that came out a couple of years ago on PS4 and jumped up from 22 last week. But hey, there you go. The Crew 2. Um, Now, I will have something to say about this game in the near future, hopefully, because it's coming as a freebie with my graphics card. So that's... I'm actually going to get this game. What I can say is that I only recently discovered that it was a racing game. I thought it was like payday, like heists and stuff. Because the crew, you know, could be pirates, I suppose. Could be all kinds of things now I think about it. But I'd interpreted it to mean heists and like online play with strangers trying to talk to them and shit. And I couldn't be doing with that. But it's a racing game. I like racing games. So I'm looking forward to playing it. And seeing what it runs like, runs like on my 1080 high graphics card. Number three, down from number two last week, is FIFA 18 by Electronic Arts. If you like that sort of thing, fine, I suppose, yeah. They've just had the World Cup thing come out. I don't know, I'm not surprised that the World Cup being on drive sales of FIFA. That seems to make sense. Actually, to be honest, I've nearly bought it on a number of occasions because I kind of... I have no interest in football whatsoever. I couldn't name a footballer. Seriously. Because football no longer penetrates everything. When I was a kid, we had four TV channels. And if football was happening, football was on unavoidably on one of those four channels. When the World Cup was on, it was all that was on. But now that's not the case. I haven't seen a game because I'm just not exposed to it because they're not on Netflix. You know, they're not on YouTube, so I I can avoid it. But I do like a good football game. I'll be honest. I've always enjoyed a good football game. There are several on my shelf right now. uh, Various FIFAs and stuff like that. In fact, I just bought... I I just bought from uh, 2002 FIFA World Cup the only official licensed video game of the 2002 FIFA World Cup for the original Xbox. It still has the glittery hologram on the front of the box. Looks like it's never been played because it's probably rubbish. And I got it for 50p or a pound or something like that. But I'm going to play it on my Xbox and I'm probably going to stream it to you guys over the internet and you can look at it and go, Rich, what are you doing? Stop it. Play something more interesting I will not watch. Like Tony Hawk's American Wasteland. I got that as well. Yeah. Anyway, back to the thingy. Mario Tennis Aces down to four from number one. I think that's because everyone's reviewed it and said it's a bit meh. It's a bit meh. You can't play a proper tennis game in it. I must admit. I I never thought that that would be something that would bother me, but now I've heard it. It's like, well, why can't you do It's the tennis game. Just put a... Whatever. You know, it's that kind of thing. And I hear that the adventure mode isn't all that great and that sort of thing. And it's a 
big full price AAA title for Nintendo. So it came off my wish list based on what I've heard about it. It doesn't, it seems like there's better games I can be spending $44.99 on if I want to buy a full price game at the moment. So yeah, sorry, Mario Tennis Aces. And a drop from one to four in a week feels like a lot of people have taken it off their wish list. What else do we have? God of War hangs in at number five. Uh, I have yet to play it. I'm looking forward to playing it. It needs to drop in price a little bit because I'm a bit stingy with stuff and spending too much money on games. So it will get in there eventually. Um, I expect it to kind of bobble around depending on what else is out at the moment uh, in in that top ten because it's going to be a it's going to be a great seller for them. Uh, number six is still Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Because why would you buy a Switch and not buy Mario Kart? What kind of weird person does that? That's why you buy a Switch, isn't it? You're going to buy Mario Kart, Mario Odyssey, Breath of the Wild. Possibly split. You, you know, this is why you've bought a Switch, isn't it? So that's what keeps Mario Kart 8 Deluxe in there. Because it's awesome as well. Uh, number seven is Star Wars Battlefront 2 I am angry at everybody that has bought that uh, I'll be honest I I encourage you to just not support EA there's no like oh thank you for stopping trying to rip us off they tried to rip us off screw them I'm done with them yeah you can put out a Star Wars game I've still got Star Wars Battlefront 2 on the original Xbox I'll have you know I've got it on Steam I don't need their new one because it's fancy no, no. Uh, number eight is Grand Theft Auto V because it won't go away. Once again, stop supporting these people in their online services thing. I want games, not... Ugh. They're, they're adding nightclubs to online. That's the thing. So I think more people will be buying it and I think they've just had a special edition out or something like that. It continues to be around. Uh, it's actually only 13 quid in the Steam sale as I sit here right now and I've nearly bought it just to see what it runs like on a PC. I, I've already bought it for PS4 and Xbox 360. So I, it's, uh, number nine down from number five is Fallout 4. Uh, that's probably a lot of people remembering that Fallout 4 is a thing because we were just talking about Fallout 76 a lot, which is cool. Uh, it's kicking around really cheap at the moment, a Game of the Year edition. If you haven't played Fallout 4, I can't recommend it enough. Clear your calendar for a couple of months because that's all you're going to do. And you will leave the wasteland kicking and screaming to come back to reality. But it's a fantastic game. Finally, at number 10, because why go any further? I might do those. A couple of like uh, number five, uh, number ten. Sorry, Far Cry Five. I'm still not bothered about it, you know. But I did buy Far Cry Three for the PC, and I'm looking forward to seeing what that looks like because I bought it like years ago. I'm going to keep saying that until this thing arrives. But just two more podcasts till then, probably. And that's the top ten. Um, yeah, this this thing is very volatile, isn't it? You, you have your ups and downs, and uh, it's it's interesting to see what effect E3 has had on various things. You know, keeping things afloat, reminding people that they exist. You know, Doom was at number thirteen last week. 
it's dropped a little bit now but that was people seeing doom at e3 and thinking oh yeah doom And so on to another early week feature where we look at the upcoming games that are coming out this week. This seems to be quite a sensible thing to talk about. Unfortunately, I have seemed to start doing this in a week where there's not really that much coming out. In a month where there's not really that much coming out, but battle on we will. This is podcast line. We battle on. Uh, As I record today, so this does out today now because I'm I'm late. It's Tuesday the 3rd of July as I record this and possibly as you listen to it, but Red Faction Guerrilla Remastered is out today on PC, PS4, and Xbox One, along with Rumbo on the Switch and PS4. That was one I was actually interested in, although I might also pick up Red Faction at some point, because it's been a while since I've played a great first-person shooter game, so we'll see how that one goes. But Rumbo, this is a sort of platform gamer. I've seen videos of it running, it's worth a look, um, where you sort of got the color of the screen changes and as it changes it filters out different colored platforms it's difficult to explain but when you look at you go ah that looks cool and so that's out on the switch and ps4 this week uh i believe there is a a a physical switch version on the way probably next month which i might well pick up rather than the digital uh july 5th we're also getting warhammer 40,000 in a no, I nearly fell asleep just saying the title of the thing. Mushroom Wars 2 on the Switch, eShop, and Flat Heroes on the PC, Early Access on Switch, and uh, PC Early Access, and on the Switch. That's what I meant to say. That didn't pique my interest, but, you know, check this stuff out and see. And that's it. That was 1 minute 51 of, of feature there. There's nothing I'm excited about. I mean, we've got stuff coming up. Uh, let's see. Octopath Traveler, that's a thing. Um, it's July, in it? Mega Man X Collection 1. I dislike Mega Man, so that's no good. No Man's Sky is coming to Xbox. I, why, no. Train Sim World. See, now I'm using up all my stuff. Because that's like the whole month. I think what we're learning now, and this is important, right? This is a lesson that you've all been there for. And should, you know, if you ever want to do your own podcast, this is something you can learn from, right? Sometimes you make features for a show and they sound great. And then you do it and it kind of went okay. And you look at your recording, you're like, that was two minutes. What now? And so you have to rethink your thing. But, you know, just learn from it. Don't get upset. Don't panic. Just learn from it. Like, we'll talk. I want to talk about upcoming games in the week coming up because there are going to be weeks where there's something coming out where I'm just wetting myself with glee and excitement. And so that stuff's going to be worth covering. And I'll be able to bang on about that stuff for ages. Uh, but this week, no. And next week, no. And, if, and like I say, I'm looking for the whole month of July. No. So maybe when we get into August, something interesting will happen. Akami HD on Switch in August 9th. See, I'm planning on picking that up. Uh, F1 2018. Maybe this year is the year I go back to the game because I haven't watched it on telly. 
Anyway, I'm rambling now. I'm going to leave you with another Monday portion of a show where I review a new game. And this week I'm doing Donkey Kong. Uh, there'll be videos of this and uh, SoundCloud files and all that stuff. So if you want to see it on the internet, I'll be all over the place. And ultimately everything is posted at techsupportrich.com. Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze is a brand new platform game from Nintendo. It sometimes gets confused for a game that didn't come out in 2010 on something called the Wii U, which didn't exist. This is my first proper playthrough of a Donkey Kong game since the first one. The first Donkey Kong Country game is available on the SNES Classic Mini, but I haven't had more than a quick look at it. In some ways I wish I hadn't had more than a quick look at Tropical Freeze, but it's a little too late for regret now. So let's get started with the positive. Tropical Freeze is a very good game. A MacGuffin happens, so Donkey Kong has to run from the left of your screen to the right, jumping on things as he goes. Plot is a little thin on the ground, and to be honest, who cares? It's a platform game, you jump. The special theme of the game is cold, so there are penguins and ice cold things. Tropical Freeze might be the best looking game I've seen running on the Switch. The colours are bright and vibrant without getting in the way, making obstacles and enemies difficult to see. There's plenty of variation between worlds, so your eyes never get bored. The music is delightful and memorable, so expect it to be running around your head after playtime is finished. Gameplay style is broken up with the occasional swimming or flying level. The mix is done really well and gameplay feels balanced. These non-platforming levels are used just the right amount. There's nothing glaringly obvious when it comes to shortcomings. However, I do have a couple of little problems. As you progress through levels, you get the chance to be helped by one of your three ape friends, Diddy, Dixie and the old one I can't remember the name of, Grumbly Kong. I, it turns out that there's no point to picking any of them except Dixie. It's not a game-breaking thing, but she's the only one with an ability that will actually help you. So you, there's no reason to pick any of the others. It's not, like I say, a game-breaking problem, but it's a huge missed opportunity. But the biggest one is the issue of lives. The, the reason we have lives in games is so that you can run out of them. If you run out of them, you may well put money into the arcade cabinet you're playing on. The problem here is that your Switch isn't an arcade cabinet and you don't need to put more money in it. It was considered groundbreaking when Super Mario Odyssey did away with lives and it was far from the first game to do so. Tropical Freeze is a hard game and the added pressure of worrying about your life count isn't welcome. Some of the boss battles are epic and I found myself having 20 or more attempts at them. All the time you keep your watch on how many lives you've got left. I much prefer the life-free methods of Rayman Legends which let you just throw your player into levels without having to worry about how many attempts you have left before it's game over. This leads me to the big warning I have about this game. It is really really hard it's not like mario it's not like yoshi and it's definitely not kirby this is the game when nintendo decide they're going to make it hurt playing on the default settings i've gone as far as i can i'm no esport world champion but i've been playing games since i could hold a joystick and i consider myself to be more than competent but i can't get past the level i'm on no matter what i do 
sometimes the only tip is get good. Perhaps it's something to do with my age or level of time commitment. But with all that in mind, it's time to ask the question that people seem to be asking the most. Is it worth the money? Of course it is. It's a beautifully crafted piece of art and the sort of which only Nintendo can create. Like I said earlier, I think people were getting it confused with another game that never came out on a console that didn't exist. It's like how people think Sinbad was in a movie called Shazam. But even if this really was an old game ported over from an older system, it's still worth it. If it's a game you think you've already played, you haven't, that was a dream, but if you had, the value of buying it again depends entirely on your desire to play it again, or for the first time. You only know how much you want to do that. Follow me on Twitter at I Do Games Now and my Facebook page, all of it linked to from my main website. Thank you for listening to me talking about this, and I'll uh, see you all later, probably on Wednesday, which is tomorrow. I've got other stuff planned. Don't worry. I know what I'm doing. I'll text Port Rich. Bye-bye, everybody.